Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. So a couple of years ago, I took part in a photography contest. Now, in reality, real photographers don't see this as a photography contest because they don't see this as real photography. And I get that. Uh, because this contest was photographs with your cell phone. And um, I can remember as we were getting closer to the end of the contest, they, they asked certain people to come and um, exhibit some of their work. And I happened to have two of my photos chosen for that. And I was pretty chuffed. I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, long story short, I clearly didn't win the contest. Um, but part of this process was that they would ask you what apps you would use. In other words, what filters did you use on your photos? Now, when it comes to different filters for your phone's um, camera's photos, or even with a regular camera, there are all kinds of things that you can adjust and tweak and play around with, like the exposure or the contrast, the saturation, the, the, the highlights, the shadows, the warmth, etc. There's, there's all kinds of things uh, that you can really get into. And ultimately, as you adjust those things, they'll adjust the end result. They'll adjust what the picture at the end looks like. Ultimately, the filter alters what you see. Now, the same is true if you think about your internet use, for example. It also has filters, search filters. Um, now, again, these search filters, they will allow certain information through and they will block other content or, or, or information. It really comes down to two things. Either you can set up your filters yourself. You can go onto your, your search engine and you can go and fill in their, their filter list and kind of curate your filters to what you want to see and the content that you want to have come through. Or you can ignore it and Google will do it for you and decide what will come through and what won't come through. And as a result, you can take five different people from five different places in the world, have them all type in the same search and come up with five completely different results. Why? Because it's all based on their filters. Just like with a camera, just like with the photos, just like with the internet, this will ultimately determine the reality that you see and the answers that you get. You see, life works the exact same way. And I wonder right now, what or who is your filter? When it comes to life, 
What's your filter? Is it the current New York Times bestseller self-help book? Is that your filter at the moment? What you process everything through and decide what gets to stay and what gets to stay out? Maybe it's just popular opinion. Um, what's, what's going on in culture right now? What's, you know, what's happening? What's, what's vibing? What's popular? Or maybe it's a code that you live by. Maybe that's your filter. A set of values that you live your life by. Or maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's someone who's close to you that gets to speak into that area of your life. And, and, and as a result, as you engage with that person, together you decide this gets to stay and that's got to go. Now, Jesus speaks into this. Jesus speaks into this process of, of filtration. And Jesus said this. He said, he said, I am the gate. I am the gate. Now, when you and I hear those words, I am the gate, we probably hear, think of something that is squeaking each time we open and close it, something that's made out of some form of steel or metal or, or some form of wood. Um, and that's what we think of when we hear the words, I am the gate. But you see, in Jesus' time and in the context of which he lived, the gate wasn't a thing. The gate was a person. Because sheep and shepherds were, were commonly known, commonly seen, and they were commonly understood. So Jesus used them as concepts within his, his uh, uh, messages all the time. Whenever he spoke to people, he used sheep and shepherds often. Why? Because they were commonly understood. And when, we, when Jesus says, I am the gate, his audience would understand that he wasn't saying, I'm this thing. <laughs> no, what he was saying was, I'm this person. Because in Middle Eastern culture, what we found was that at night when the shepherd would bring the sheep into the sheep pen, um, once all the sheep were safely in the pen, tucked away, the shepherd would go and sit in that little doorway, in that space. And he'd go and sit there and ultimately he would sleep there and he would be the door or the gate to that sheep pen. What really happened was that ultimately the shepherd would decide what's allowed in and what stays out. If anything wanted to get to the sheep, they had to go through the shepherd. And if the sheep wanted to get to anything out there, they'd have to go through the shepherd. In other words, the shepherd would determine the sheep's reality. What was allowed in and what had to stay out. And what Jesus is saying here is, man, I, I want to be that for you. I want to be that for you. 
I want to be that gate. I want to be that filter in your life. I want to help you in that way. Keep out what needs to stay out and allow in what needs to get in. Because you see, at the end of the day, a shepherd's goal in those moments, what was trying to get in was stuff that was going to hurt the sheep. And in the same way, Jesus wants to be that in your life and in my life. He wants to be that God, that safeguard, that filter that keeps out the stuff that would come in and be harmful to you, be harmful to me. But what's interesting about that word gate is the fact that in its original language, that word also means opportunity. Opportunity. So if we had to reread that scripture where Jesus says, I am the opportunity. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. Guys and ladies, what Jesus is saying there is that, hey, I am the opportunity to finding a better life. I am the opportunity to finding a fuller life. In fact, in the very next verse, he goes on to say exactly that. He goes on to say that he has come that we may have life and life to the full. But I can't help but notice that just before that, he's like, put me in that gap. Put me in that space. Let me be that filter. At the same time, let me be that opportunity as we keep the stuff out that needs to stay out and allow the stuff through that is going to speak into you having that full and abundant life. Let me be there for you. And that's his heart for you. And that's his heart for me. And when we allow that to happen, when we give him that space, he comes in and he changes our reality. You may be going, Ramon, back up a little. We're not just going to let that one slide. Like he determines my reality. Like, isn't that super controlling? It, it, it feels super controlling. I, I, I don't know that I'm, that I'm interested in, in that. But I believe that what Jesus goes on to say next addresses exactly that where Jesus says this he says I am the good shepherd I am the good shepherd and I can only imagine that as Jesus said that in the minds of his audience just as we spoke into it week one where Jesus says the I am is here and his hearers Minds were cast back to a barefoot Moses standing in front of a, a burning bush. I can only imagine that right here, as Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, that his audience's minds were transported back, back to King David. As, as King David says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and then goes on to describe a good shepherd and what jesus is essentially saying in the moment is that shepherd 
That's me. That's me. I'm that shepherd. I am that good shepherd. I was King David's good shepherd. Hey, and, and you? I want to be your good shepherd. I want to lay down my life for you as we saw him go and do just as he said, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for his sheep. I want to lay down my life. And at the same time, he says that I know my sheep. And they know me. I want to build relationship with you. I want to have relationship with you. That's the good shepherd that he wants to be in your life. And in my life. And as I consider what that looks like, as I consider what it would look like to, to not just allow, allow him to be that gate, that, that filter in my life, but to recognize that it wasn't just anyone sitting in that doorway. No, it was a shepherd. And in this case, he's saying, I want to be that I am that good shepherd in your life. That as I allow him to be that gate, that filter, and I allow him to be that good shepherd, what does that actually look like? Well, again, I go back to the life of David and I, I go, how did David describe that good shepherd? And for a moment, as you listen to this, I'd love for you to just, as you sit there, recognize that this is exactly what Jesus wants to be in your life, what God wants to be in your life. As David said this, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I'll not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect and they comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. And my cup overflows with blessing. Surely, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Guys and ladies, that's who he wants to be in your life. That's who he wants to be in my life. That good shepherd that opportunity to experience the sort of care and life that we've just heard from the writings of David. That he wants to be that filter in your life that keeps out the stuff that's going to be harmful to you, that's going to cause damage to your heart, your mind, and your loved ones. And to allow the stuff in that's going to grow you, that will correct you, but that will lead you, that will guide you into the life that he has prepared 
for you. That's who he wants to be in your life. A good shepherd that is the best filter and the best opportunity you could ask for. I wonder today as you stop and consider this, where are you at? What's your next step when it comes to just allowing him to be exactly that? Just as you would need to set up the, the filter on your internet browser, so we need to set up the filters in our lives. And yes, you must set it up either yourself or in reality, life's going to set it up for you. One way or another, it's going to be there. And it's going to affect the picture that you see and engage with on a daily basis. If you just let it happen, then the picture that you see, the reality that you experience, will be one that life has picked out for you. Or, if you're willing to take the time and set up the filter, allow Jesus to be that filter in your life. Then right there, right then, your reality starts to become the reality that he has chosen for you. Where are you at today? Let him be that filter. Let him be that opportunity to fullness of life. Let him be that good shepherd to you. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your heart for us. A heart of love, a heart of care, a heart of concern. Lord, a, a heart that wants to see us flourish and not struggle. A heart that, that, that invites us into your life to come and find fullness of life. So that ultimately, we can enjoy and experience that full life that you prepared for us. So Lord, today, as, as guys and ladies, just consider where they're at. I thank you. I thank you that you give men and women great grace. As they start engaging with you as the gate, as the good shepherd. That they will give you your rightful place in their lives. And that ultimately, you will lovingly protect them. Keeping out what needs to stay out. Allowing in what needs to come in. And to ultimately lead them into the life that you have designed and destined for them, for us. Lord, we love you. These lives are yours. Pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, 
follow us on social media, or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.